This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management. Now on Talk Radio We're going to become extinct. In fact, in some cases, we're close to being extinct right now. Presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, and powered by the law offices of Pond, Lee Hockey, Stern, Giordano. Talk, listen, and speak to the region's most influential leaders. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor. Radio 1210. WPHT, a good evening, everybody, and welcome into the big show uh, here on a Saturday night. It's our official start of the fall of 2017, uh, J-Doc, and I have to say, Maddie, get that drum roll. Maddie queued up a, a, a big, bold drum roll tonight, J-Doc. I have to confess. Yeah, Maddie, give me that. You have delivered tonight as we come out of uh, as we come out of the fall uh, and we live and we um, get ready to set our table. You have delivered tonight. Yes, yeah, so it's my pleasure, my absolute pleasure, pleasure to uh, to thank the Henry James Saloon in Roxborough on Jamestown Street, right off right off of Henry Avenue, for the unbelievable food in honor of the congressman I knew was coming in, and and of course Bill Ross. Uh, certainly, uh, you know we, we we spared no expense. Unbelievable. So I know that I got the. T- so let me just give you an idea of what we had. So we got one of everything. We got an Italian uh, club. We got uh, hot roast beef sandwich, which I ate half. It was amazing. Meatball parm. Chicken corn on blue. I had one of those babies. Um, and a Thanksgiving sandwich. Uh, a Guido pork. Now, I didn't make that name up. That name is right there. You're reading it right there, Bill Ross. Uh, unbelievable. I want to give a little shout out to Dave Falcione, the proprietor. Unbelievable guy. Uh, just a great place to be. Rob Petit, Joe Mangano. And of course, I want to thank um, Judy Busfield. She was the the, the, the uh, waitress that, that took care of us. Did an unbelievable job. That's the Henry James Saloon in Roxborough. Unbelievable. You saw Joe. I, I ate those babies in record time. But wait a minute. Let me just say one thing and we ate half of one and half of the other i didn't eat all eight sandwiches saved them for you guys i think bill ross ate four himself uh, bill ross sampling the guido sandwich but what a great way to kick off uh the fall of 2017 special thanks again uh to the henry james saloon uh in roxborough coming up at eight o'clock the dan Loney show we'll get an update from dan uh, on his sandwich dan, we'll dan looks he's happy a, right he's now he's got a thumbs up so he's happy that means from eight to eleven tonight uh dan's gonna be he's not gonna be mood. cranky tonight he's gonna uh, be here on talk radio <laughs> 1210 uh, WPHT. Maddie, nice job on the drum roll. Uh, well done. Let's get everybody into the conversation now uh, and set our table for uh, what's going to be a very, very big show. As J-Doc referenced uh, when we first came on uh, during uh, during our food segment, uh, we're proud to re- uh, welcome into the studio, uh, live with us tonight, uh, U.S. Congressman Donald Norcross, who uh, is joining us here in the 1210 studios tonight. Uh, welcome in, Congressman. Thanks for coming across the water. It's good to be here, and I'm looking at the window and I can see uh, my city of uh, Camden and actually the waterfront which is exploding with construction right now. 
good for jobs and good for South Jersey. Well, good to have you in here, and we're going to spend Absolutely. the next uh, hour uh, with uh, Congressman Donald Norcross, uh, who's in the studio uh, with us live tonight. So a real treat to have uh, the congressman with us. Billy Ross. Bill Ross is uh, back with us live from the Newspaper Guild of Greater Philadelphia, one of our uh, correspondents here on Saturday uh, Night Live. Bill, welcome in, man. Welcome to the fall of 2017. Good to be here, and nice to start it off with you as well. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a real right, pleasure. It is, it's great to have Billy brings the big dogs on him, doesn't he? <laughs> Bill Ross pleasure. is here. We got a U.S. congressman in the house. So uh, there you go, Bill. You're going to be on next week, then the week after that. And- <laughs> Thank you. There you go. It's a great. pleasure. It's a pleasure, and I'm glad to be here with the congressman. He's a very good friend. Thank you. All right. Good stuff, Billy Ross. Thank you very much for being here in the studio. So um, we're going to start off on a little bit of a somber note. Uh, prayers going out to, for the tragic loss of a member of Labor's Local 57. Uh, Ryan Boyer, who is the, the business manager of the Labor's District Council, um, announced that on the uh, on, you know on Facebook and when it happened. And, of course, it was in the news. And so thoughts and prayers to, to the, the individual's family uh, and, and certainly. Certainly, um, all the members of Labor's Union, uh, unbelievable loss, and so just tragic. Yeah, no, tragic loss and a, and, and a tragic uh, reminder uh, of how challenging the work is done. And, and Congressman, when you, you reference all of the work being done on the waterfront or you look, uh, in, you look outside uh, in Center City and you see all the buildings, and I think people take for granted uh, the skill and, and everything that is required to be able to build, execute, and ultimately create what is a finished product. And when you get a, when you get a, when you get a reminder today, no doubt about, no, no doubt about how f- close to perfection you must be. Well, having been an electrician, and as I used to tell my kids, I'm an electrician with a tie now serving in Congress, but uh, three times in my career out in the field, we lost somebody on the job. And it is just so devastating for those in the family who lose someone, but his coworkers, you know, to lose somebody, to go to work in the morning and not come home. Right. And I remember late one night, we were working on Garden State Park, and we lost a sheet metal worker. And his daughter drove in about 10 o'clock to pick up his car and just brought everything home of how devastating this is and how dangerous the work is. So you have to be on your toes all the time and make sure that uh, you're watching. If not, anything can happen. You know, and so we do once a year um, with Philipash. Um, Barbara Rocky does a, an amazing job, and, and Jim Moran and the whole crew, the crew there, um, the Workers' Memorial. And with the Workers' Memorial, um, you, you know, we, we obviously we, we uh, what they, they – What's the saying? We celebrate the dead and fight like hell for the living. And uh, uh, unbelievably, uh, so at the end, after the ceremony, there's after the there's like a luncheon. Um, we walk up Delaware Avenue, and each one of uh, the, the attendees gets to hold a placard of somebody who lost their life, who went, like you just said, Congressman, who who went to work and didn't come home. The amazing thing was I, and I, being an iron worker. Uh, was in, so there was I don't know how many individuals, but I held the iron work. I I got the placard for the iron worker who lost his life on the bridge. I I forget it. I think his last name was Lewinkowski, um, and I really apologize for not having that. But un, you know, and, and and so that how emotional was that? I saved it. So it was well put, Congressman. The uh, topic of conversation uh, in the news as we uh, move along into the weekend, of course, is the uh, hurricane that is bearing in uh, on Florida, um, not lost. 
lost uh, in the conversation is uh, the tragedy and everything in Houston uh, as well. Um, and of course, Congressman, I, I would love to, to begin the conversation with you and just have you be able to talk candidly about it. Her, uh, Hurricane or Superstorm Sandy uh, uh, affected the state of New Jersey in such a, such a heavy and such a demonstrative way. Uh, and now we're dealing with Irma for Florida. And of course, what happened down in Houston was just tragic. Well, we were seeing it play out right before our very eyes. We have the television set on here watching what's right. happening in Florida. But we saw what happened in Houston and in Texas. And the remarkable thing is in Congress, we did the right thing. Right. Within a few days of it, we're already authorizing money for the relief effort. And we had this vote on Friday that took care of not only the uh, hurricane that impacted Texas and Louisiana, but the one that's hitting today in Florida. And believe it or not, 90 members of Congress voted against this. 90 Republicans, every Democrat understood the problem. Even though they voted against San Diego a couple years ago, those Texas Republicans voted against giving aid to New Jersey and New York. But yesterday, they voted against their own state getting emergency what? money. Just... It's un- I don't get it. I don't understand it. Can you tell me? I mean, give me a little. Uh, I couldn't fathom it. Can you give me a reason why someone would do that? I mean, I know you can't imagine it, but let's just take our in our wildest imaginations. The why. debt limit is the condition that they're putting on it. That we had to raise the debt limit to pay our bills, just like you do in your family. You have to pay the bills. They didn't want to do that, and they put the monetary issues before human issues. Just remarkably. One of the most impactful moments I've had since I've been in Congress. Why would you do this? Hurt your own people. Yeah, it's 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 staggering. And and, and the one thing that and I want to point this out because it's just a, what I find amazing is that a hurricane, uh, you know, lives are lost. I mean, the tragedy is unbelievable. And and it becomes how does it become a political issue? Um, one thing I want to point well, out. Well, Donald Trump didn't. Donald Trump didn't make it a political issue, did he? No. In fact, he did the opposite when the uh, heads of uh, both the Senate and the House, both Republicans and Democrats, went to the White House. They immediately struck a deal, knowing the most important thing we can do now is support those. We are the United States of America. Storms just don't pick one area. And I, quite frankly, I, he did the right thing. We came together as a nation to provide it. Absolutely. And um, I know that, you know, when when uh, Harvey hit and, you know, you yourself made it clear that there would be no politics involved in that, that you were voting for the, the, the relief effort. And, and, and in, in spite of the fact that when Sandy happened, and it's poignant because, of course, you're a congressman from the state of New Jersey. And so at the end of the day, How do you, do you could have taken, but he could, you could have, this could have been your payback time and you chose not to, to go that route. Yeah, obviously, initial reaction is somebody that hurts you. You want to make sure that they're treated, right, right. treated equally. An eye for an eye. But the fact is, there are Americans who are hurting, and that's our job, is to make sure we're making it better for those who we represent. And quite frankly, they are the people we represent. They're in America. You know what I think is amazing when you, you know, it's devastating, uh, you know, the, the hurricanes are. Um, and you know, it's a very difficult time in America. Um, there's racial tensions, a uh, lot of things going on. But when you see, when you see, um, yeah, so the talking heads, are talk, they talk politics. But when you see those videos and you see individuals that are stranded, black, white, uh, 
who cares if they're Republicans or Democrats, the people helping the people, the people going from one state down there, they're not asking questions when they see somebody stranded or lives in jeopardy, if they're a Republican or a Democrat, if they're black or they're white or they're Hispanic, they're helping one another. And that really is the, the, the genuine spirit of, of, of people. Um, and, and, and so I don't get it, Jay doc. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I don't understand how, an individual, I always ask our listeners to close your eyes for a moment and imagine what was happening in front of you was happening to you. And I just don't get how 90 Republicans could vote against. I, I, I'm so glad that Donald Trump went against, I don't want to the system for lack of a better explanation, Bill, and, and, and decided to do it. <clears throat> it's hard to, you just can't fathom it like you said it, it makes no sense whether the president did the right thing or not appear apparently he did um but 90 that number staggering that 90 people 90 we republicans have, can vote you have to remember there's a couple issues here you hear about how government is the enemy it's horrible right now what i see government is at its best right rescuing its people doing what's supposed to do and that's the part we have to remember Government is by the people for the people, and it's doing what it should do. We should all come together, just like we did on 9-11. Nobody asked if they were Democrats or Republican, blue or red. We came together as a nation, and that's what needs to be done. And the amazing thing is, we, like, like, like the congressman said, we're, we're watching you know, the TV's on in the, in the studio, and, and so you know, we're, they're showing, obviously, what's going on in, in Florida right now. We saw what's going, what, what happened in Texas, and, of course, we experienced Sandy. And um, it's a scary thought. Just watching this, knowing that there are some people there that did not leave, that can't leave. Some people, I, I've spoken to a friend of mine whose daughter lives there, and she's not leaving. And, and friends um, are afraid of people looting and, and, and destroying their house. And they think that if they leave, <laughs> no matter what happens to their house, they're, it's going to get vandalized or robbed or whatever. The point is, um, you know, that this, it's almost like the train, you're on the tracks and the train's coming either way. It's so scary to watch that and to know it's coming. God bless their souls. Just Remember, it already hit Puerto Rico, which is part of our nation, and devastated the uh, the uh, north coast of Puerto Rico. So it's... Just seeing the governor earlier today saying to the, the people in Key Largo, I think, if you don't leave and you're not in a shelter, you will die. That was just amazing to see that. I mean, that... And, and the thing is... I can't imagine there's one person out there around the Delaware Valley listening into the broadcast tonight or listening at any time during the course of uh, the last 72 hours that could actually provide for me one valid reason uh, why the government wouldn't get involved uh, and, and provide the help and the relief and why 90 Republicans would vote against actually providing the aid. That is who we are that is who this country is, is supposed to be, especially at times like this. Could yeah. you imagine that happening after 9-11? No, I couldn't. We came together because it was the right thing to do. Sure. And hey, somehow that division in this country is just remarkable. I mean, you may, listen, I'm a lifelong uh, Democrat, and every time I watch George Bush throw that pitch from the from Yankee Stadium from the mound and it goes over I get a tear in my eye when I see George Bush and of course I had a lot of differences with George Bush but I can tell you this when he gave that speech and he said the people that did this are going to hear us man I've never been prouder as an American and so what like like you said congressman at, at the end of the day during track what, what what they what unfortunately and we hate these things that happen but when they happen it makes us we come together stronger 
Now, obviously, there's 90 people in this country that, you know, didn't get the memo. Didn't get the message. Yes. So, By the way, four Texas representatives whew, voted against it. Four. Yeah, I like to see them walk in the streets of Texas. 20 now. of those voted against San Diego also, by the way. Uh, settle in on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Saturday Night Live as we continue uh, to enjoy dinner tonight from the Henry James Saloon uh, in Roxborough. We visit with Congressman Donald Norcross in the studio, Bill Ross in the studio, J. Doc Krause. We come back after the break. And welcome back to Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. U.S. Congressman Donald Norcross in the studio along with Jay Duck and Bill Ross. Temple Owls got a big win over Villanova today. Last minute, uh, last second field goal. They beat Nova 16-13. The Eagles get underway tomorrow against the Redskins. And we join you on a Saturday night with our kickoff show uh, for the fall of 2017, Jay Duck. Absolutely. And, and uh, so as we continue our conversation with uh, Congressman uh Norcross, I'd like to point out something really interesting. Um, So, Congressman, let's talk about your union background. You're a union electrician. You were a business agent in, in, uh, you know, IBEW Local 351, uh, the president of the South Jersey AFL-CIO. You have an extensive union background, uh, you know, in fact, and you were the first uh, member of labor ever elected to Congress. Give me a little, give me a little... uh, you know, a little insight there. Yeah, I'm, I'm honored to be the first business agent ever elected to Congress. It's remarkable. 211 attorneys, only one electrician, as I said. <laughs> as I apologize to my to my daughter, who's an attorney. But uh, it is. It's who I am. I, I grew up in Pensacola, right across the river. There was four boys. Uh, we're all year apart. My three brothers went the more traditional route, went to college. But I love working with my hands. You know, mom gave me a bicycle for Christmas, and 20 minutes later, I'm tearing it apart, seeing how it works. So I, I joined with the, uh, back then, the IBW 439 out of Camden and did an apprenticeship program, as I like to tell people. I went to the other four-year school. It was sure. an apprenticeship. So worked my way up, an apprentice, a journeyman, a foreman, uh, and then I was asked to uh, join the office. I became a business agent, and then finally, right before I elected to Congress, I was the assistant business manager, so it's in my blood. Well, the interesting thing is, and, and, and uh, you know, we, politics is such a big part of labor. I mean, it's, and, and it's, it's, it really makes more sense than, you know, than, than people that wouldn't understand that, you know, obviously the transition. We, we uh, Union labor depends on our political standing. And, our, you know, if, if the one thing that's important, especially when you're a building tradesman like you were, um, you know, you, we live and die with our, with our political uh, effectiveness. Well, we're part of the community, as we used to say, is unless you're at the table, then you're on the menu. So we started something called uh, Public Officials with a Union Label asking rank and file members to start running for office be part of your community and that just worked its way up obviously steve sweeney who's senate president we had six people in the legislature when i left there steve's an iron worker steve is an iron worker 399 there you go i know we can't get him on this show jay doc but he was an iron worker well yeah he is and we'll get we'll get steve on that we'll get steve on the show i mean you know and and, i'm uh, counting on you to do that let me tell you steve comes on the show we're gonna need a lot more food (laughs) he's a big dude man um 
But uh, you know, certainly, uh, you know, very impressive, uh, Congressman, and, and uh, you know, it certainly, you know, makes us proud. Obviously, uh, you know, and that's why I was really excited to have you on the show. Um, certainly, um, it shows the lineage, and it's and it, and it shows the connection between labor and politics. And so, uh, let's talk about you know, uh, working people, and let's talk about uh, an issue that's really important to you: raising wages for for hardworking families. Let's talk about the the Fair Wage Act of 2016 that you introduced. Sure, and just what you were talking about is uh, understanding what unemployment's like. You've been in the building trades, you know what it's oh, like yeah. to be. I've been on disability. I was a single dad trying to you know, make it through an apprenticeship program, daycare, all these things that we live, I take with me to Washington. And I still carry my ticket, which is my union card and my wallet, which reminds, me, reminds me where I am every day. So when we come up to something called the minimum wage, in this country, the federal minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. It has been a decade since Congress voted on a raise. A decade. How disgraceful is that? Nobody really is surprised that you can't live on seven twenty-five an hour. The surprise is how close you don't even come to making it. Sure. So what happens? You fall back on government. That's right. For food stamps, all the things that we understand, because those corporations are shifting it back to the government so they don't have to pay it. So we very simply say... Let's make predictability. Over the course of the next seven years, we're going to raise the minimum wage for $15 an hour. $15 an hour. And guess where all that money gets spent? Right here in your backyard, in the community. Now, when the corporations are making money, it's getting sent overseas and we never see it. Raise the wage for people who haven't ever raised in a decade. And you're not talking about doing it overnight. You're talking about over time. Seven years. And there's also... Which almost even makes in seven years... By the time you get to 15, seven years from now, if that's the scale, it's obsolete. Well, 15 well, is obsolete, well, right? Well, well, and you've had 10 years of a free run. But right? let's, let's, let's also talk about the pro-business element that you put in there. So in other words, this isn't, this isn't you weren't insensitive to businesses when you did this. You have a, uh, I, there's a, I think it was a, a part of the bill that is, that, that is, that helps businesses. It goes with the economy, correct? Right. And, and what very simply happens is everybody's, oh, you take it $15 an hour, the sky's going to fall. There have been three times in the history of minimum wage which has gone higher than what we're proposing in terms of a percentage. So very simply, we say for the next seven years, you know ahead of time that the pizza shop across the street is going to have to pay the same thing, that next year it's going to go up a dollar. Right. Forty bucks a week. I if mean, you work full time, forty dollars a week. And you're talking running, laying it out over seven years. I mean, come on. Well, let, let's talk about, um, you know, people talk about. Um, I can't even. Uh, I, 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 Joe, I, I you know how many people are on welfare right now I that have to work get, 40 hours? I, I can't get past, Congressman, the thought of justifying opposing that. Well, this is what happens. That's why you don't see it on the floor for a vote, because if it hits the floor, it will be voted on. And that's what we're trying to say. If you want to raise the debt limit, great. How about raising the floor? It's called the minimum wage. So if you want to give those tax breaks to the billionaires and millionaires, give a break to the people who are just trying to live. You follow the rules. You do what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be able to live in this country. Nobody thinks you're going to do it for seven twenty-five. And, and how much would that save us in welfare? I mean, in public welfare, where people have to work for a living and they're still on government assistance. I mean, raising the minimum wage not only gives people more expendable income, but it also saves us, you know, in the welfare lines. The dignity. 
people want to come work. on absolutely so that's when you're hearing they want to have more of the visas to allow them to come here and work in the summer well of course they do because they can pay them less because they got them over the barrel the moment somebody is here on a visa for a summer working here and they do something wrong they get tossed so there's a lot of problems but the simplest solution to help our economy if you raise it to $15 an hour over seven years, 40 million Americans will get a raise. 40 million Americans. And it levels does the it playing to, field across the... Does it have to be seven years? <laughs> if I had my way, we would do it much quicker. But we do have to be in some ways sensitive. But I say that under the, the guys that for the last eight years, they haven't had to pay anything. Eight years without a raise. Incredible. Pretty remarkable. Billy, you deal with workers all the time, you, you know, yeah. head of the newspaper Guild of Greater Philadelphia. Uh, you deal with it. You you listen, you talk, you conjole, you, you're you in that and live that life on a daily basis, whether it's the newspaper Guild, whether it's Uber, you're in that conversation all the time. Correct. We see it, uh, especially we see a major pay gender gap that we've been working on for, for a number of years now and trying to close the gap for, for women um, to make the same money that their male counterparts make. So if you're here 20 years and your male co-workers here 20 years, why shouldn't you be making the same salary? And that's something that we've been... 72 cents on the dollar. Well, and that's one of the things that the congressman is also in, in, involved in talking about, income inequality. And, 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 you know, so, you know, that's a big that's a big issue. It's Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious doctors for serious injuries, powered by Pond, LaHockey, Stern, and Giordano, the workers compensation firm. We'll take our second break of the big show. We'll continue our conversation with Congressman Donald Norcross when we come back. Radio.com We as Congress and the President have to come together to create a pathway for citizenship for those who play by the rules. Those children who have come here through no fault of their own are left in a status of, quite frankly, they don't know now. So they'll be hiding in the shadows. I don't think that's any way to treat any Americans or those who want to be Americans. All of us here are not more than two generations away from being those immigrants. So I think this is important. You know, our diversity is, quite frankly, our strength. Congressman Donald Norcross joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Shout out to everyone around the Delaware Valley listening in tonight for our kickoff of the fall of 2017 as Hurricane Irma shifts uh, its focus and starts to bear in uh, on Florida. We continue to uh, watch from afar and then get prepared and be prepared uh, to help uh, any way that we can. Well, and certainly as we look at that, our hearts go out to the first responders and certainly those who put the uniform on. And I just want to take a moment and uh, ask for your thoughts and your prayers for electronics technician Ken Smith, who was one of the young sailors who was killed in the accident on the USS McCain, who lived and uh, graduated from Cherry Hill High Schools right across the river. Uh, a horrible tragedy, and we held a uh, a hearing on uh, some of the problems that are going on. But uh, ten people on his ship were killed when that uh, collision took place, and that was just two months after the Fitzgerald had a collision and seven more sailors. So, uh, to Ken's family, our hearts go out for the loss and uh, keep them in your prayers. Uh, his service is coming up this next Saturday, and uh, 
we'll all be focused on it then, but we need to be focused every day of our lives. Absolutely. And, and, and Congressman, you had said before we started the show was one of the most difficult things you've had to do um, since you've become a congressman um, to contact his family. It must have been just unimaginable. But how proud his father was of him. In fact, his, his dad served. And then when his son served, dad actually rejoined the reserves. So he and his son had that special bond and one we have with the U.S. to put the uniform on. Less than 1% of all Americans ever do that. So a tragedy. Uh, we have to give them the right tools so they get the job done. Absolutely. It's un- unimaginable to think that that happened. The thoughts and prayers to his family and thank- thanking him and his father for their service. Uh, and one of the things, uh, one of the touch base on was your commitment to the military uh, congressman, um, you, you know, as, as a father of, of, of a veteran supporting men and women in uniform, um, it's, it's important to you to support our, uh, our, you know, our men and women in, in the service and our veterans. So talk a little bit about the Veterans uh, Freedom of Healthcare Act that you introduced. Right. Well, I sit on the Armed Services Committee and uh, had the honor of going around the world and visiting our troops. Uh, I was four times in Afghanistan. But the one thing that I've recognized is that we have the greatest health care system in the world. But unfortunately, that's not the same for our military. We have a system that is parallel and unequal and, quite frankly, is broken. So we very simply want to say, give the veteran a choice. If he wants to go to veterans hospital and he wants to wait in line, they're very happy once they get there. The problem is trying to get that care. But by the same token, if you just, you know, sprained your ankle, you might want to go around the corner to your neighborhood hospital, whether it's Virtua, Cooper, Kennedy on our side. Why should you have to wait? So very simply, our act says, give the veteran a choice. If he wants to go down the military side of the equation, you go to the veterans. If not, you have the choice to go to any of the hospitals. So we're trying to have that discussion, and there's a couple of pro- uh, pilot programs taking place. But overall... We need to give our military the very best the U.S. has to offer. And I'll tell you, um, with the issues we've had with the, you know, at the VA, uh, one of the most disturbing things is, you know, you, you have the big commercials, you know, you know, serving the Air Force, uh, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and then when they come out, the, the healthcare system for them is a mess. So uh, obviously, you know, your commitment to that is 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 important, and uh, you know, certainly. You know, something that we're passionate about on this program, Krause. As you said, Congressman, I guess less than 1% serve in the United States military. And when you put that in real perspective, and for me, I just had the, I just went through it with my son who, who after three years in college uh, called me up out of the blue and, and, and let me know that he joined the National Guard joined the Virginia Wonderful. National Guard and went through the whole uh, experience. I just went down to Fort Sill, Oklahoma and went through his went through his graduation. Um, and it is a it's undescribable to be able to it's undes, it's an undescribable feeling that I can't explain to somebody who doesn't know other than to say it's just unbelievably special. Yeah. Uh, when my son got out of boot camp, I just was filled with pride to watch what he did. And uh, then when I visit Iraq and Afghanistan and see him out on the front lines, it just shows what a commitment they have to our country. And then to visit Arlington Cemetery to where those have been put to rest, particularly in the past war and just the grief that goes with it. Uh, 
Uh, you know, and unfortunately, in my family, my wife's uncle passed away on the week he was coming home. He was in the Navy, and it was a it was a story. Um, and I didn't know him. It was it, it was Vietnam, and so so emotional. The commitment that these individuals are making. That's why when I see the Army Navy game, it's it's so much more than a football game, man. And and you you know when they sing at the end and, and the pride you have, but also knowing that these these guys aren't preparing for the NFL most of the time they're preparing for Iraq and so obviously we our commitment and our appreciation to, to all of our armed forces and and certainly we appreciate your commitment to them congressman uh before we we, we move on and I know it's amazing that the, 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 the show is the phone uh, I want to talk to you real quickly about um the, what you just introduced the the 529 options act to make apprenticeships more affordable so right now the way that the 529 programs is uh, parents, typically when a child is born shortly after, are able to defer on taxes a savings account that would go through the child's education when they grow up. And it had always been focused on college. Now, obviously, we now understand that not every kid wants to or needs to go to college. Myself, I went through an apprenticeship program. But you couldn't use the 529 savings account for an apprenticeship program or the costs associated with this. So very simply, it just says, in addition to college, you can also spend this money for apprenticeship programs and the cost associated with them. You know, I think that's common sense. Sure. And, Sounds easy enough, right? And by the way, as I have three children, two of them went to college, and certainly they're carrying that debt. My older son is an electrician who has zero debt, sure. has a house, and is moving on. Sure. Has a great career. It's about training for the career, not for the degree. Absolutely. And we've had shows on, on apprenticeships. And by the way, you know, we talked to the sheet metal workers, um, the apprentice coordinators, um, and this goes for, you know, most of the, uh, the, the building trades unions, apprenticeships, talking about, the, you know, the investment that they make without government money into their own members is the, what it would cost to send somebody to Harvard. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, and not everybody, like you said, it wants to go to college or is, is, is you know, acclimated to college. Going into the trades is an, an incredible opportunity, and so absolutely, 100%. But in America, we not always look at those who go to college and those who work with their hands as the same. Sure. The dignity of working with your hands, I am so proud to be an electrician Sure. who went from construction site to Congress, and I think everybody should be. And quite frankly, they do it in Europe. They're not quite doing that in America. Those who are blue-collar are the very fabric of our country, and we should be just as proud of them whether you're working as an electrician, an iron worker, or if you're a doctor or a lawyer, we're all doing the same thing. Well said. And the transition just makes so much sense. Thank you so much, Congressman Donald Norcross, for being our guest. Just uh, an honor and a pleasure to have you in the studio. Great to be here. Thank let me you. Get you to, let me get you to comment just real quickly on um, with everything happening in the world today. It must. I'm curious as to if you're prepared to start the day every day not knowing what is going to pop up in front of you it's got to be a challenge got to be tough what a great question i mean you wake up and you hear what north korea has just launched a missile it is an icbm is it have a nuclear warhead on it gee you wake up and there's a storm coming down are we going to work together you know it's so exciting it's such an honor you know, never my wildest dreams that I think when I was working in a manhole down at the refinery that somehow I would be representing the first district in Washington. And that's what makes it exciting. Some people say, is it frustrating? Frustrating means you're kind of giving up. I find it a challenge. You know, yes, yeah, we have many challenges in front of it. 
it's my job to figure a way around it so we get further down the road so people have jobs, have an education, and we're safe and secure. Well done, well said. U.S. Congressman Donald Norcross joining us here on Saturday Night Live with Philly Labor on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We'll take our final break of the big show. When we come back, Harry Giordano of the Variety Club. Uh, will join us. We'll do a segment with Harry. We'll continue our conversation with Bill Ross, who's in the studio uh, tonight. And he didn't bring the cannolis. Oh. <laughs> Original news stories, podcasts, columns from your favorite hosts, and more. Interact 24-7 at facebook.com slash 1210WPHD. I've been coming out of that with them guys, okay? And mm-hmm. I was a treasurer to the Democratic Party. You know, I've been a loyal Democrat my whole life. But I've told people, and it hasn't just, like I told you, it just didn't resonate with this election. If you look at the last few years, I've been telling people we have to become a little bit more individual. We have to be more of our own brand. Mm-hmm. We have to do a better job of becoming a business. Back here live on Saturday Night Live on Talk Radio 1210. WPHT. Special thanks to Congressman Donald Norcross for coming in uh, to the studio tonight, spending some good quality time with us. Don't forget, coming up at 8 o'clock at the top of the hour, uh, 8 to 11, Dan Loney takes you into the night, 855-839-1210. Call Dan Loney and tell him why we should vote against giving aid. Why 90 members of Congress voted against giving aid, I don't quite get it, and I don't understand, and don't have the time to talk about it, but uh, I just don't understand it, but a special thanks to Congressman Donald Norcross for being a part uh, of the live show awesome segment. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, presented by Weinerman Pain and Wellness, serious, da- uh, serious doctors for serious uh, injuries, empowered by Pond Hockey Stern uh, and Giordano and J-Doc. I take a moment tonight, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, um, but I do want to at least reference tonight um, our uh, partnership for the big show uh, with the Sinesta Hotel of Philadelphia. More details to come, uh, but the Sinesta Hotel, we're excited to welcome them into the uh, partnership, and it's going to be fantastic. Our best of labor hotel uh, and event space, the Sinesta Hotel in Philadelphia. Unbelievable. Real excited about that partnership. And a lot of plans for the fall on this big show as we uh, move into the fall of 2017 here on Talk Radio 1210 uh, WPHT. Go ahead, Jado. So one thing I would like to say about Congressman Norcross, uh, you know, he's a member of the uh, House Armed Services Committee, and he also is, he was appointed to the Strategic Forces Committee, which oversees our nation's nuclear weapons and ballistic missiles, defense, and national security space program. So, I mean, that's a big dog we're talking to right there. And, uh, Bill, I'll tell you what, I just couldn't have a, a you know a, a better representative. What's, what's nice with the congressman, and you, you saw it in person, he, he never forgot where he came from. Oh, my God. And um, he just does so much for his constituents and the people in New Jersey and his district. And uh, he's just a really good guy. And the thing is, you know, see, you can see he wears his union heritage on his sleeve, man. I mean, and it, and and it's and certainly proud that he's the first union official uh, that uh, you know th- to to go to Congress. Um, I heard there may be a second one. Bill Ross might be running. Huh? Hey, it might be time. I, I, <laughs> I, I will announce it on this show. Well, I, I can tell you this: me and Krause got your back, no matter you. what else That's, happens. Uh, I know. I mentioned going in, going into the uh, break. Uh, Harry Giordano of the Variety Club. We hope to have Harry uh, onto the program, but. 
but on the chance that we don't get him in here before we run out of uh, time, I did want to reference the honorees sure. uh, for the Golden Heart of Variety Award reception uh, presented by the Tri-State Labor and Management Council. Uh, a couple of good, a couple of good honorees uh, on the list. One being Sal Patty, of course, of PNC Bank. Big shout out to Sal, who's uh, not only been in this studio uh, for Saturday Night Live with Philly Laver, but he bought the Sal Patty vino. He oh bought yeah. The Sal Patty wine, uh, which was excellent, and he brought uh, great food also. And he did bring good food. Yeah, so I mean, you know, Sal is one of our one of our great friends and a, a very well deserving uh, honoree uh, from the Variety Club. Also, Chuck Urkel, who was a partner of Claire Harrison, and of course, a great friend of uh, ours, uh, especially uh, in the AFL Council, Ted Kirsch, Vice President of the American uh, Federation of Teachers. He's got the Education Leadership Award. Uh, we're extremely proud uh, of of his uh, his. Uh, award and and uh, really congratulations to all the honorees and by the way variety club i mean come on bill yeah uh, unbelievable uh, you know organization they do good work um we're we uh have always supported them uh, from our local uh the newspaper guild and uh Stu bykowski one of our members always did a comedy show every year uh to help uh, handicap, uh, I think, children uh, was the uh, event. It's always, always well attended. Let's take a moment to ask Bill Ross before we run out of time here uh, on the uh, on the big show. Uh, if you're like me and you go to philly.com on a daily basis, if you go four or five, maybe 10, maybe 15 uh, times, and you go to philly.com, uh, you're paying 99 cents uh, a month right now uh, to get it. Uh, what's the feedback, Bill? So far, so good. Yeah, I um, think we're so. Hearing, right? Yeah, we're hearing um, some positive uh, results. Uh, members or readers are, are hitting the 10 limit, the 10 uh, story limit pretty quickly, we're, we're hearing. And uh, I think they've converted a lot of Well, I think it's interesting. And what's interesting about it is um, I, that's where I get my news, philly.com. Okay. And, and let me tell you so anybody who says they're not going to pay after two or three, it's a, you're talking about a buck. Uh, I can tell you this: buck a month, a buck right? a month, buck a month. Nice. You know, I, I, I had that. I really didn't because I knew it was coming. But I'm saying it, it took me about thirty seconds to say, "What am I going to do here? I'm going to kind of keep going there, <laughs> clicking on headlines, and I can't get anything." I mean, no, it's absolutely worth it. We have the best best writers in the world. They have the best union rep in the world, oh, right here. And and uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's a bargain. And by the way, if we want quality news, I mean, and quality writing. We're gonna, have to, you know, we have we're gonna have to pay for it. And by the way, ninety nine cents? Are you kidding me? I mean, uh, you know, it's just that people got to get used to it. But if we all, we all before the internet existed, we all bought the Daily News and the Enquirer, right? So a lot of people aren't doing that. They get the news online. It's just that it makes economic sense, especially in today's times. You know, these reporters are putting their lives on the line, and they're out. Uh, covering these storms and everything else that's going on, and well, the those guys, the guys that are flying from the from the light posts, Bill, you got to get you got to you got to get some 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 uh, you know some kind of rules that that's not yeah, any anything over eighty five degree uh, eighty five miles an hour. Don't stand in the middle of a storm. Correct. That's going to bring our big show to a close here on Saturday night or on Talk Radio twelve ten uh, WPHT. It's Saturday Night Live, our kickoff uh, for the fall uh, of twenty seventeen, and we start it in a big bad way with uh, the Henry James Saloon uh, in Roxborough. Um, wow, did they deliver, and a special thanks to everybody there, J-Doc. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'd love 
to do one of these shows live at Henry James. That's how great. Uh, that's they how also great have the frosty beverages, if I might say so yeah, myself. So pretty good Thank stuff. You, eight, eight, eight different ones on tap. Special thanks to Bill Ross uh, of the Newspaper Guild uh, for joining us, and of course U.S. Congressman Donald Norcross uh, for coming into the studio uh, and being a part uh, of the big show. That's going to do it for J. Doc, for Ryan Boyer, for Bill Ross, uh, with who was with us tonight. Uh, for Matt behind the glass. Nice job, Maddie, for getting it done. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time. I seen that open space. I hope you're saving that for medical marijuana because I'm a big fan. I'm, I'm a big fan of that, and I just want to let you know we're talking big numbers. We're talking, as you know, they're talking trillions, but we're talking mucho billions around here of unionized pension money. I haven't heard in six weeks one conversation about Russia yet. That's the reality. They come to me about jobs. They come to me a little bit about Obamacare, but they don't come to me about Russia. And with Philadelphia jumping out of the seams as a hospitality town, we need our transportation to be clean, efficient, safe, and on time. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.